Welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Got a few things to touch base with you on tonight, ranging from training camp locations to OTAs and and really just talking a little bit about our favorite football team. Um, I do want to give a shout out to my man, Joe Marino, the host of Locked on Bills. Appreciate him having me on the Rex Ryan roundtable that we did together with Joe Miller and Greg Tomset. Man, I had a great time with those guys. I have not laughed like that in such a long time, and uh, and I would encourage you to check it out on Joe's page for Locked On Bills. Uh, again, just a, a lot of fun, kind of reflecting. I'll be quite honest; I found it a bit more therapeutic than I probably thought I would going into it. But uh, reflecting on that time before Sean McDermott became the head coach for the Buffalo Bills. Now, as we talk about things, there is some. Some news this week, right? And I wasn't quite sure if it was a breaking news topic or not. Figured I would just save it for today's podcast. But uh, the Buffalo Bills will be holding their training camp in Orchard Park this year. If you go to buffalorumblings.com, you will see the article from Dan Lavoie titled Buffalo Bills Won't Hold Training Camp at St. John Fisher and May Not Be Back. Now, I think there was maybe some optimism amongst fans that the Bills would return to St. John Fisher for training camp in 2021. Certainly that did not happen in 2020. Um, So much of everything taking place virtually or at Orchard Park. Um, And really with this, right, and and from the team statement, due to the complexities of the NFL's current COVID-19 health protocols in place, the team decided to stay in Orchard Park for a second consecutive summer. Now, while I can certainly understand um, the disappointment that comes from many Bills fans that uh, enjoyed that time at St. John Fisher in the Pittsburgh area, right? Being able to to interact with the, the team, you'd see kids getting autographs, um, open practices, just things taking place, right? That you understand the disappointment that comes with it. And while many share that disappointment right now, I have to say I can understand why the decision was made. You just think of different protocols that might take place on the college campus, different NFL protocols. And at this time for the Bills to stay in Orchard Park probably makes the most sense. Now, the tough thing with it is this is the end of the contract that the Bills do have with St. John Fisher. So the future of this, right, going to 2022 and beyond remains up in the air. Brandon Bean met with the media, talked about it a bit and really kind of deflected the talks of a a potential extension and what that could be, that that is something that co-owner Kim Pagula would really be addressing and what that would would have to look like. So, you know, for the Buffalo Bills, the the training camp in 2021 will be at Orchard Park, surely a familiar setting, the -the state-of-the-art training facility using the ADPRO practice facility as well. Um, But for the Bills, right, I, I we heard the comments from Brandon Bean. We've heard things in the past from Sean McDermott. We do know that they like that time uh, in Rochester, right? Going to St. John Fisher from a team building standpoint, from a camaraderie, I could certainly get that, right? Like you're not rushing home. Maybe if these guys have families to deal with certain things there, maybe their kids have activities, just some of those pieces that you can go to St. John Fisher and maybe just concentrate on football. And again, that team is all together. 
Um, but certainly when we saw what the Bills went through into 2020 offseason to where they are today, certainly could um, still have success on the field despite some of those changes and would expect nothing less when it comes to 2021 training camp. Of course, I would love to get your thoughts on this. Hit me up at buffalorumblings.com in the comments section or any of our writers, right, when you go to to the different articles that are there. You can reach me on Twitter at Ant Marino. But not all we're going to talk about today. Um, another piece that comes about the Bills in their third week of voluntary OTAs, uh, a couple of guys that had not been in attendance in the past um, did show up for this week's activities. Again, these are all voluntary, so nothing that is required for players, but starting center Mitch Morris and starting right tackle Daryl Williams did return to one Bills drive. So that was great to see. Just when you think of, not, not that everyone has to be at these OTAs. Again, it's a voluntary activity for the team, but some of the guys that have not been there in the past for them to return, I think is certainly something that does stand out. Now, there are five guys on the roster that it looks like have not arrived for any of the OTAs. So again, here we are in the third week at this time, and five players for the Bills have not uh, have not showed up yet. So one is defensive tackle star Latulale. Talked about him on the podcast last week just for a bit. We did see some of his videos working out, showing that he's in shape, putting in some time. Um, of course, I would love to see him in Buffalo on the practice field with his teammates, especially after he opted out of the 2020 season. Uh, but at this time, as we start week three, still no star Latulale in Buffalo, but good to see those clips of him putting in some time working out this offseason. Another defensive tackle, Vernon Butler. This one's a little bit more of a surprise to me. Um, Butler showed some flexibility last season playing at the three tech or the one tech. Um, with Star Latulale out, maybe for someone like Butler, right, could solidify himself or try to make an impression to to maybe be seen as that starting one tech. Um, that has not happened as he has not been in attendance for any of these these three weeks. Um, third up on the list, uh, veteran running back Taiwan Jones, primarily a special teamer. Um, no kind of real take there, right? I mean, this guy is going to be your gunner on special teams assuming that he does make the roster. So not shaking my head there. And another one has certainly come up in conversation, the two starting defensive ends from the 2020 season. That's Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes. Um, but as I look at this one for where they are in their career, not too concerning. Um, of course, the continuity with the Bills, um, at least with their, their scheme, their defensive coordinator, their head coach, of course, um, but when you've got a bunch of rookies in, and, and when I say a bunch of rookies, you think of those two first round or the first and second round draft picks in 2021, Gregory Rousseau and Carlos Boogie Basham. And then a second year player in AJ Epinesa, right, who did not get the benefit of OTAs last year. Um, for Addison and Hughes to not be in attendance and give those reps to the young guys, yeah, I certainly get that part too, right? For the vets, they will be there. I would imagine when things are are mandatory, but at this time they could be putting in the work on their own while those young players certainly get more repetitions with the team that they certainly need. Now, speaking of one of those young players that I just mentioned before, AJ Epinesa got into a little bit of a scuffle at OTAs on Tuesday with offensive lineman John Feliciano. 
Um, unfortunately, no video available. And I just say unfortunately, because sometimes when you see one of those scuffles or you hear about it, you wonder to yourself, like, OK, was this really a, a scuffle? Was it a, you know, a slap fight? Was it just, you know, a couple of shoves here and there? What does it really look like? And uh, Matt Warren has a good article at buffalorumblings.com. And I'm just going to read right from it here. I think that will certainly help. Matt writes, we normally don't see scuffles at organized team activities because OTAs are voluntary, shorter practices, and there is very little physical contact. The Buffalo Bills found a way on Tuesday when defensive end A.J. Epinesa and guard John Feliciano came to blows on the practice field. Now, this comes from Jay Scursi of the Buffalo News. A.J. Epinesa intercepted Josh Allen at the line of scrimmage and returned the ball for a touchdown. John Feliciano chased him down and the two exchanged words before Epinesa fired the ball at Feliciana, who then tossed a punch and a melee ensued. So you don't hear about this stuff taking place in um, in OTAs very often. Um, with that being said, right, you've got a, another quote here from Matt Perino of NewYorkUpstate.com. It was real. I'm guessing Feliciano wasn't thrilled that Epinesa made the play while probably knowing what type of play slash throw was coming. Feliciano took off his helmet, left the field, and didn't return. Now, Matt writes here, immediately after practice, Feliciano was scheduled to do a live radio hit on Pat McAfee's show, and boy, did it deliver. Um, if you do find that on our article, please note the language, not safe for work. Um, and just a couple of quotes from Feliciano. This hasn't been my first scuffle in practice. And of course, saying there's no animosity between him and A.J. Epinesa. Quote, that crap's done right when we walked off the field. But iron sharpens iron and trying to get him better. So again, anyone, sometimes you look at those scuffles that take place in training camp or in this position uh, in OTAs. Uh, nothing big, nothing to look back at. Um, it's unfortunate there was no video because I would have liked to have seen it. Um, John Feliciano, we know, brings that type of an edge. And for A.J. Epinesa, right, I mean, here's a guy we've got some higher expectations for going into this season. So to see him maybe bringing a little bit of that edge himself to the defensive line, um, that's something I'm here to see. So one other piece I thought that was interesting to note, this also comes from Matt Perino of NewYorkUpstate.com. And he had different observations from from uh, OTAs that he was covering today. And one thing of note that I thought was interesting is he uh, he makes note of Nick McLeod. And McLeod was a cornerback from Notre Dame, right, an undrafted free agent joining the Bills. But whenever you talk about a cornerback, right, of course we're going to, you know, Bills fans are going to get a little bit, you know, kind of riled up on this. We've talked about the cornerback in the past, the fact that the Bills did not do anything early in the NFL draft to address the position, right? So you've got McLeod who comes in as an undrafted free agent, six foot, 193 pounds. Um, you know, when you talk about him going into the draft process, right? Here's his overview from Lance Zerline. Pro day performance could make him a height, weight, speed prospect, but he simply doesn't play to the level of speed and athletic testing from his workout. McLeod has decent patience from press, along with the length and strength to slow the release. While he has average feel for the route from trail, he rarely finds his football once his back is turned. His off coverage is way too passive, and he allows catch after catch from zone and off man. 
McLeod lacks the instincts to squeeze routes and play chess with quarterbacks. The measurables are good, but the tape is below average. So when the Bills signed him as an undrafted free agent, again, I was thinking about cornerbacks and, you know, I looked at this right up from Zerline and I was like, man, that's not exactly what you're looking for. Maybe a camp body. But again, going back to Perino's article from earlier in the day, he highlights the play of Nick McLeod. And he says, McLeod made two big plays during seven-on-seven drills, breaking up a pair of passes from Davis Webb and Jake Fromm. McLeod was flying around the field, and the secondary in general looked locked in. McLeod played at Notre Dame, where he recorded one interception, two fumble recoveries, and 33 tackles in 2020. McLeod and Thompson could be fun to track over the summer as depth options that could be in play for practice squad spots. So I say this, right? So we're talking about the potential really for the practice squad. But Nick McLeod, anyone comes from Notre Dame into the Buffalo Bills, you know there's going to be some, you know, plenty of Notre Dame fans in upstate New York, in western New York. So Bills fans kind of keeping an eye on him. So, yes, it's just OTAs. We're talking about pass breakups against Davis Webb and Jake Fromm. But Nick McLeod, if you're looking at someone, maybe a dark horse to, you know, push for a roster spot or, again, one of those guys that you can look for on the practice squad, someone to certainly stand out. So, listen, I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Like I said, just kind of some news updates taking place, talking about training camp, at least for the 2021 season not being back at St. John Fisher. Of course, Mitch Morris and Daryl Williams being back at OTAs for week three, leaving just a handful of guys that have not shown up yet at this time. Uh, a little little scuffle taking place between John Feliciano and A.J. Epinesa. And again, Nick McLeod, one of those undrafted free agent names to keep an eye on. Maybe the opportunity to battle for a roster spot or more likely a spot on the practice squad. So listen, I'm going to get out of here right now. I always appreciate you guys tuning in. Keep it locked to buffalorumblings.com. We've got you covered. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of our great podcasts each and every day. I'm going to head out of here for now, but I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks as always. Go Bills.